Okay, we're up to Daf Tzadi Chesam and Aleph. We're five lines into the page. So Amar Rabbah, very interesting halacha. Rabbah says, Hazorik. Sorry, I lost the place. Uh, Amar Rabbah, Hazorik Matbeish al Chaver Liam Hagodel Potter. Very strange halacha. And the Gemara is going to explain this very immediately. If I take your coin and I throw it into the Mediterranean Sea, I'm not Chayiv. So now you'll say, what do you mean? First of all, you, you should either be Hanif as a Ganif, because you stole the coin, or as a Mazik, because I caused it to be lost. Oh, so the Gemara is saying like this. I'll, I'll say it outside, we'll see it inside. The reason why it's Mediterranean Sea is because the Mediterranean Sea were very clear. It wasn't murky. So you could actually see the coin. Meaning, if you actually make the coin, you put the coin in a murky river where they can't find it anymore, that's for sure a Mazik, you cause it to be lost, for sure. The case is, it's right there. I can see it. The problem is, I can't reach it. So you have to get like a diver. You'll have to like pay a diver. That's called gram hezek. That's not hezek. That's called grama hezek. I didn't cause you to spend the money. I caused. I didn't cause you to to, to to knock at the coin. I caused it that you'll have to be maybe get. The, it's a gram hezek. Also, because I didn't cause you to lose money. No, it's a grama. You could get it. It's just too deep for you. So you have to hire a, f- a fisherman to go get it for you. That's a gram hezek. Correct. Well, it's not direct that I caused you to lose money. It's I caused the item to be here, which caused you to have to hire a diver. Now, by the way, also the Gemara is going to say immediately, this is only true if the case is as follows. I'm holding the coin and you knock my hand. So you didn't even touch the coin directly. If you take someone's coin and throw it into the water, that's Geneva. The case is we didn't touch the coin. So it's not Geneva. It's Hezek. But it's not really Hezek because it's right there. I see it. If you can't see it, it's right, it's right there. I see it. Ah, you can't reach it. Who knocked the coin? It's your coin. You're holding it. I knock your hand. Oh. So I knock your hand. So if I take your coin and throw it, that's Geneva. Right. You can't touch someone else's coin. I knock your hand, which causes it to fall, and it's right there. It's not murky. It's right there. So what did I do already? I was goyrim that you'll have to spend money. That's Graham Hezek. So Gemara says, Omer, my time, what's the reason? Omer Hamanach Kamach. The coin's right there. It's clear. You can see it. You want to take it. So you'll have to, so you'll have to, you can't reach it. So you'll have to hire a diver. That's your problem. And this only applies if, the, if it's clear water. You could see, I see it. But if it's murky waters, like you can't see it anymore. That's considered real hezek. That's considered, not a gram hezek. That's hezek be a diver. But says the Gemara, also, it's also only talking about a scenario where you didn't take the coin with your hands. You knocked his hand and knocked it over. So he's holding up this coin, and you're that uh, annoying friend who pushes him, knocks the coin in. So that's not considered uh, Geneva. But, if I actually take your coin and throw it, that's that's straight Gzela. Okay. Mark continues, so you're telling me that if I just put, I cause your coin to be in the Mediterranean Sea, that's not considered hezek, because it's right there. You could get it. Ah, you can't reach it? That's your problem. But says the Gemara, wait a minute, Masiv Rava. I'll say outside the Kasha, we'll see it. Inside the Kasha is, let's say there's money in the Mediterranean right there. It's deep right there. You're not allowed to transfer the holiness of Trum, of Maishashani onto the money. Why? Because it's not there. So, ah, oh, you're telling me that when the coin is a clear water and it's 50 feet deep. Oh, it's right there. I see it. But, but you can't use it to be mechalal. You can't use it for Maishashani money. Why? Because it's not accessible. 
So what do you see? Not being accessible is a problem. So how come it's not considered Gneva? Or it's not considered Hezek? Because it's, 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 I could see it. I, it's not accessible. Yeah, but I could see it. So if it's so, if it's so, if I so did nothing, right? I knocked your coin into the Mediterranean Sea. It's 20 feet deep. You're like, you so upset me. I'm like, what do I do? It's right there. I can't reach it. I'm like, yeah, so what? It's your problem. It's right there. So if it's right there, why can't I transfer holiness onto cash? If you're telling me it's so not a big deal, I should be able to transfer the holiness onto cash. How much depth are we talking Doesn't matter. You could see it. That's the Gemara saying. It doesn't matter the depth as long as you could see it. So if you're telling me that it's... It doesn't matter. So you hire a diver. Obviously, if a diver can't get to it, that's a different story. Yeah? You understand? So therefore, if it's so... If it's so if it's so within your yadayim, so then how come how come uh, how come you can't be mechalal ma'isesheni money? So the Gemara says, "Masiv Rabba ain't mechalal namoishin b'shusa." You're not allowed to mechalal ma'isesheni money. You can't transfer the holiness onto cash if the if the money is not in your possession. Ketzal, what does that mean? Ha'yilemoyis bekister b'haramelech. You have mo- you have money in kister haramelech. Those were mountains that were very hard to access. So you got money. You left money in the top of Everest. No good. Or the money fell to the Mediterranean. So, oh, so you see that it's considered inaccessible. So if it's considered inaccessible, you should be for Hezek. So what's the difference? You know what the answer is? Really, it's not considered, it's considered accessible. Because you could see it. Ah, I said, how come you can't be Mechalo Meiser Sheni money? That's Xer Sakasov. The Pasuk says, by Meiser Sheni, The Pasuk says, the Pasuk doesn't just mean that the money has to be accessible, it has to be in your hands. And therefore, that's a special stringency for Maishasheni. So normally, the money being being visible, that's enough. I say, how come you can't do it for Maishasheni? It's a cause. So Maishasheni has to be mamish biyadayim. Biyadecha. It says biyadecha. Okay. Now, this next halacha is even stranger. That one, okay, you want to say you're the jerk who knocked the money into the water, it's not the end of the world. This next one is harder to, to wrap your brain around. You want to be a real jerk. You take someone's coin. Back then, I'm sure, I'm sure it's like this today with like machines. No, it's, I'm sure it's like this in, in stores also. You have a quarter. Now the quarter has Washington on it, right? You take a hammer and I knock it. I think it's Washington. I don't know. It's a fair, I, don't know. I, think it's, I think it's George Washington. You take the quarter and I take a hammer and I knock out the image. So I make it just a flat piece of metal. So you know what that does? You can't use it anymore. Now, it has value as silver. I didn't affect its, its intrinsic value, but you no longer have buying power. I'm not saying today. I'm saying back then, you had a silver dollar, but, so it has value as silver if you were to melt it. But you, ha- you could go to the store. So I take a hammer, and I hammer out the image. Making it no more image. The halach is I'm not chayiv. Pella. This whole daf is a pella. By the way, this entire daf is like you're not chayiv, but I guarantee you Bezdin would scream at you a lot, and I guarantee you're not going to Olam Haba if you're living your life this way. So the Gemara says like this: If you remove the image of a coin, Potter, you're Potter, you're not chayiv. Why? So this is interesting. The, the Gemara's understanding is. I didn't affect the inherent value of it because it's still silver. I just caused you that you can't use it in the store, and that's considered a grama. Now, by the way, the Mepharshim point out, you can't do this with everything. Like if I, You have a becher, right? You have a silver becher. And I take and I hammer it out into, into a flat a bowl. 
Because then I'm changing, I'm changing your ability, the actual tzur of the kli. Over here, it's the same coin. I just took away the image. That's not considered hezek be a dime, that's a grama. Again, very big chiddush. That says the Gemara, my time lo yavu I didn't do anything. It's still the same amount of silver. I didn't do anything. It says the Gemara, hani mili demachtia bekurs of This is only true if you hammer it out and make it smooth. Aval shayfa b'shofina chosurich mechse. Let's say I take a, uh, your quarter and instead of hammering it smooth, I take a grinder and I scrape off George Washington. That's chayiv because that you're actually losing some of the silver content. That's considered that's considered a mechaser. Oh, so you're telling me that just taking the coin and hammering it out, so I didn't actually take away any of it. I just took the same amount and I just smushed it. Not chayiv. I didn't do anything. Let me ask you a question. If you cause, we know that the Pasuk says that if you cause a slave to, to if you break his tooth, he goes free. According to your logic, that if you take the same contents and just like smush it and make it like not as usable, I didn't do anything. So if I go to you, not go to you, if I go to a slave, if I gouge his eye out, his eye is missing, of course. What if I don't do that? I just punch him in the eye. Same eye, I just smush it, <laughs> causing it to not be usable. I shouldn't, not, I didn't do anything. If the same way, I only did something by a coin, if I actually removed some of it, so shouldn't it be the same thing by the eye? That I, if, if I just cause the eye to not use, to not be in use anymore. But it's the same eyeball is there. Nothing, no same content. I just smushed it. I, I didn't do anything. But we know that's not true. The halacha is that if you punch an Evan in the eye, causing his eye to no longer be usable, he goes free. So what's the difference? So what, what, what's he doing? I punch an Evan in the eye. <coughs> it's the same eye content. I didn't gouge it out. I didn't scrape off the eye. I just punched it in the eye. His eye doesn't work anymore. Does he go free? Yeah. yeah. Why? So what? I took the coin, same coin content, and I smushed it. <laughs> it's actually funny, because I, I kind of agree with you that like it feels like they're different. <laughs> but I don't know why they're different. It's the same concept. Are you mazik? Or is it considered a hezek? So you're telling me that if you take... <clears throat> so what? Different value. Feather throat. But the question is basically just in the laws of hezek... <clears throat> If I'm not mazik by the coin, then why am I mazik by the eye? <clears throat> by the eye, it takes away your ability to have sight. By the coin, I no longer can use it in the stores. Same thing. Silver content is the same. Eye content is the same. But you're saying it still has value. doesn't have value as an eye. Interesting. The Gemara doesn't say that. The Gemara says, He says, if you knock someone's eye and he no longer has use, then, oh, he goes free. So why? I didn't actually lose any of the eye. So the Gemara says, no, that's different. That's Rabba is different. Rabba holds that if you punch your father in the ear, yeah? If you punch your father in the ear and he it becomes deaf, you know what Rabba says? You get the death penalty. Why? I, yeah, I did what I do to him. There has to be internal bleeding that causes it. So you see that Rabba's shita is that whenever you damage an organ, it might look like it's um, the the structure wasn't affected. There is bleeding. So it's not like the coin. You see the coin, the actual coin is the same. It's just gets smushed. With an eye, it doesn't work like that. When you smush an eye, 
it cracks, it seeps out, there's bleeding, there's internal bleeding, and it causes actual damage, as opposed to the coin where it's it's the same exact coin, just different shape. You can't do that with organs, basically. That, that's the basic premise. Um, okay, fine. Amarabba, another halacha. This is even, I think to me, an even bigger jerk move. We're just going into this is the jerk hall of fame. This is even worse. Hatsayrim oznoi parasi shalchavere. Again, I, I think this is like, Bezdin would have to get involved because this could be chaos. You go to your friend's cows and you just nick the ears. You just walk around just nicking their ears. Just, yeah. Just, Potter, nachayv. Why? Same exact year. Same exact cow, same exact market value. The only thing I did do is you no longer can use it as a carbon. So I'm not chayiv because why would I assume you're going to use it as a carbon? The average cow statistically is not used for a carbon. To me, and therefore it's just a grama behezek. Meaning, the point of this entire sugya is this this Tana believes that you're not chayiv for being goyrim hezek, you're only chayiv for hezek. To me, this is hezek. Like to me, like you, I. The answer is, I did damage, but what I really did was I caused, notice, underline the word cause, which is gairim, I caused that it cannot be a carbon. The damage that I did is insignificant, unless you wanted it to be a carbon. But from the perspective of it being a carbon, I actually did do damage. The Gemara feels that that's called gram hezek. It's big chiddush to me. Yeah? So does does that mean, in order for it to be... um changed it has to have a value difference in the market correct even though okay. e- even though i mean to me though but you cause me not be able to be a carbon which means that if i wanted so it takes the market value down i would think so apparently not apparently the the price of cows i don't know how this is possible but apparently the price of cows because i guess it didn't affect the market value i, I don't know how that's possible but the Gemara is assuming it didn't. Meaning, to me, if you have two cows in front of you, one that has no nick in the ear, one that has a nick in the ear, I would think you could charge more for the perfectly whole one because it's set, able to be used as a carbon. I guess the answer is, if you're in the meat market, they don't really care. That's the point. I guess the market for, for eating cows, it's irrelevant. And that's the point. I, you personally wanted to use it as a carbon? Sorry. I, what I caused you is to you have to go to the store and get a different one. That's a grama. Ah, to me, it's a chiddush. Ah, to me, this feels like real hezek, but, but I guess that's what, you know, I don't know. Uh, that's the Gemara says. So, no, it's not, it's not just that. It's, that. it's that I didn't cause you damage. The Gemara says, my time, what's the reason? The Gemara says, it's the same cow, same market value for meat. I didn't really do anything at all. Not all cows are meant to be carbonos. And therefore, because I could assume you didn't mean it as a carbon, in the world of non-carbon, it's irrelevant what I did. In the world of a carbon, it's huge what I did. But you could assume the guy didn't want to use it as a carbon. It's a big chedesh to me, but... Uh, or in general, people didn't bring cows. Or, no, I'm saying oxen, whatever. Yeah, 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 maybe maybe with sheep would be different. Maybe around Pesach time would even be more different because the average sheep... Yeah. But if, the, if he changes the value, then he would be higher. Yes. Yeah, I guess there was no value change. Even in this case. I yeah. mean, even in this case. Yes, yeah, if of course. I had a ca- if I had a lot of cows and I'm going to sell them as co- buy your carbon here. Correct, correct. And then some kid comes in and nicks them all, all my value goes down. I would think so, yes. I would think so, yeah. Okay. So the Gemara says, Akasha, wait, you're you telling me that basically causing it to not be usable as a carbon is not a big deal. Here's the problem. And, and I did be a dime. Here's the issue. 
Masiv Rava, Ha'isim Malacha Bechatas, Uparis Chatas. The halach is like this. Let's say you have waters, you have uh, paraduma, ashes. And I go and I do Malacha with it. Or water for the paraduma. If you do malacha with the water of paraduma, it's possible. So you know, that I want to be a real jerk. You have water for the paraduma, and I wash my hands with Hilsidaimena. You know what I did? I invalidated it. Does it. Is the water affected from a molecular perspective? No. From an outside perspective? No. But, but I made it possible. You know what the halacha is? Potim, I use your paraduma waters for the Hilsidaim, rendering it no, no longer usable, because if you did a malacha with it, it's possible. So, Adam, you can't take me to court for this, but I'll be punished in heaven. Hashem will take care of it, but you're not going to be punished. In Here's the question. This is very similar. I did an action that causes it to not be usable for holy things. One is a malacha by Natil Sidayim, and one is nicking the ear. But the Gemara says, wait a minute, nicking the ear is a Misa Biyadayim, where it's a noticeable difference. The implication is that it's only not Chayiv in human court, because there's no noticeable difference by the waters, but had there be a noticeable difference, meaning nicking the ear should be Chayiv. The Gemara says, Malacha de la the implication is it should be high for nicking the ear. The Gemara says, no. Who Potter? No, no, no. Really, your Potter for nicking the ear as well. Aye, so why did the Mishnah give a case of using Malacha for Natil Siddayim for the Paraduma waters? Give me a bigger Chiddush. Nicking the ear is Potter. Why not say that case? The answer is, the Chiddush is, the Chiddush is that if you wash Natil Siddayim with someone else's water, which is not a noticeable difference, you're still going to be punished in Shemayim. Meaning, both cases you're going to be part of Medina Adam. The Chiddush is that if you do Malach with Mechatas, you're Chai Medina Shemayim. Let's keep going. Amar we've had this before. Let's say you have a loan document, and with that document you'll be able to collect $1,000. I burn the document. The halacha is, uh, Potter, you can't take me to court. Why? It's again, it's a, gr- it's a grama. It's a grama. I didn't cause you to lose... I didn't take your $1,000 away. I caused you to not be able to collect. That's a grama. Da'amar. Naira kaliminach. You know what I'll tell you? I'll pay you for paper. That's it. I'm not paying you for what's written on the paper. That's the halacha. Says the Gemara Maskevlara Wait a minute. Just as a side point. Just Pachlal as a side point. I burn. Menashe has a loan document that says $1,000. I burn it. Menashe takes me to court and he wants me to pay $1,000. And I'm proven to be correct. You can't take, I, I won't, I'll, I'll just have to pay the value of paper because it's a grammar. Just as an aside, you, you're claiming it's $1,000. How, how would I know what's in it? Just as an aside, like the psak is I don't have to pay anyway, but like how would I, even if I wanted to pay, let's say Lu Yitzur, I was Chayev. How much? You're going to claim $1,000. The paper's burnt. <laughs> Maybe it's a dollar. So the Gemara just says, Hey, he dummy, what's exactly the case? Go to the next page. If there are witnesses that know the amount, then then write another document. If there are witnesses around, write another document. And if there are no witnesses, then how do you know the amount? Then forget about the fact that it's a grama. You won't be able to collect because you won't know the amount. So the Gemara says, very simple, now the case is where I trust Menashe. Meaning, I burn Menashe's document. He takes me to court, and then the judge asks Menashe, how much is it? And Menashe says $1,000. And I, the one who burnt him, like, yep, I remember, it was $1,000. So we both agree to the amount. I'm still going to be part there because it's a gram hezek. Says the Gemara, Amar Dimi Barchanina, Hadarab, this concept 
that Rabbah holds that if you burn a loan document, you do not have to pay because it's just a grama. I actually think it's a machlaikis, Rav Shimin Rabbanon. I think it's a machlaikis, Rav Shimin Rabbanon. This machlaikis, Rav Shimin Rabbanon, we had a while ago, um, about uh, almost a month ago, and that was like this. You have a carbon that you alloc- you separated a carbon, right? And you said, Hare Alai. So that means that if, if you are responsible to bring this carbon, if this carbon, by the way, gets struck by lightning, you'll have to replace it. So you have this carbon. I steal it and I slaughter it. So the Tanakama feels you're not going to be high of Kefil or Dalad Vahey. Why? Because it's not yours anymore. It's God's. I didn't steal it from you. I stole it from Hashem. Comes Rav Shimon, he says, no, you're chayiv. Why? Because what happens when I steal this carbon and I uh, steal this animal and I destroy it? You have to replace it. That's called a grama. And Rav Shimon holds, Rav Shimon holds that if you cause someone to lose money, you're responsible. So you see, there's a machlekes, Rav Shimon the Rabbanon, whether grama is chayiv by nezek. So too over here, when you burn a document, I mean the same way Rav Shimon holds, that if you destroy the carbon, you're chayiv because the owner has to replace it and you caused his financial loss. So too, if I burn a document, Rav Shimon would also say you're chayiv because I caused financial loss. So that machlaikas, Rosh Hashanah should apply to documents as well. That's the Gemara's assumption. The Gemara says, That machlaikas of, again, if I destroy a carbon that's set aside, do I have to pay for it because it causes you to replace it? Rav Shimon says yes. Rabbanon say no. So Rav Shimon obviously believes Grama by Nezik is Chayiv. The Rabbanon hold Grama Nezik is Potter. So too by the loan document. You know what the Gemara says? Can't compare. Why? What, what's the Machlekes over there? They're talking about a case where I destroyed a carbon, which had actual value. It had inherent value. It's a cow. Maybe that's when Rav Shimon holds that Grum is Chayiv. But when it comes to burning a paper, which has no value, it just represents value. Again, the value is uh, two cents. I'm not talking about the value of the paper. But if I burn a check, does the check have value? No. It's that it's written on it the right to collect $10 million. So maybe Rav Shimon holds only Chayiv in the case where you destroyed an animal because the animal has inherent value. But if you were to destroy something that has no value but represents value, maybe Rav Shimon Taka say Potter. I don't know what Rav Shimon would say. All I know is he talks about a carbon. I don't know what he would say about burning a loan document. The Gemara speaks that out. Maybe Rav Shimon only said his view with something that has inherent value, like an animal. As Rabbah said, Rabbah said, let's say I steal, okay, a similar, a similar example of Rav Shimon and the Rabbana would be the following case. You steal Cheerios before Pesach. What happens the second Pesach comes along? It's, 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 it's chametz. After Pesach, you're still holding on to this. I come and I burn it. So did I do any damage? The answer is yes. Why? Because you could return the Cheerios, even though they have no value. You could give it, right? You stole something. You have to replace it. You have to return it. You could take the Cheerios and you could give it back to the person and say, I'm returning what I stole. By me burning the Cheerios, I cause you to have to replace it. That's when Rav Shimon says, Again, it's something that has value. It's Cheerios. It has inherent value. But even though, yes, right now, 
it's after Pesach. It doesn't, you know, I, I can't realize. It's also about, no, but at least it's something that inherently has value. But a check or a star, which has no value, just represents value, maybe Rishim would disagree. The Gemara says, If you burn the chametz on Pesach, you're potter, because you're doing a mitzvah. But you steal the Cheerios. And then after Pesach, I burn it. According to Shimon, that if you cause someone hezek, you're chayiv. So to over here, you're chayiv. Why? Because by me burning it, you no longer can return those Cheerios to fulfill your obligation to return which is stolen. You then have to go to the store and buy Cheerios. So I caused you to have to spend money. But according to the Rabbanon, that if you cause someone that according to the Rabbanon, Gram Hezek is potter, so you'll be potter. But what do you see? That's arguing about something that has ma- it has matter, it has actual value. But again, something, um, yeah, something that has no inherent value, like a star, maybe they would disagree. Okay. Now, the next line is just the summary, the conclusion of this discussion. Amar Amemar, man do and dina digarmi. If you pask in dina digarmi, now I'll tell you, dina digarmi is a big shaila of what is dina digarmi. The Ramban wrote a whole sefer. You can buy it in the stores. It's called dina digarmi of the Ramban. Dina digarmi, according to some Rishonim, just means grama. According to the Ramban and others, it's actually different than grama. It's it's worse than grama. Grama is just causing money. Garmi is more of a direct cause. So says the Gemara, if you burn a star, do you have to pay for it or do you just have to replace the paper? So it's the contingent on whether you follow Dina de Garmi, meaning, man de don Dina de Garmi, if you pass in Dina de Garmi, which is that if you're goyrim someone money, but not just a grama, a Garmi, which again, right now it's impo- it's too hard for me to go into the details of the difference between Garmi and grama, the Ramban wrote all safer on it. But basically, if you cause a direct cause of financial loss, if you hold that you're chayiv, then then you would have to pay not just for the cost of paper, you would have to pay for the entire loan that by burning it, he no longer could collect. But if you feel that Dina Degarmi is potter, meaning that you're not high for Dina Degarmi, then you will only be obligated to pay for paper, not for the loan value itself. There was a story, where a certain person burned the loan document. Rafram pushed Ravashi to Paskin that Ravashi forced the guy to pay for the entire loan, not just the piece of paper, but the entire loan that the paper represented. Okay, now it says the Mishnah. The halacha is like this. If I steal chametz before Pesach, and then after Pesach, the Cheerios are no longer are edible, you could give the Cheerios back and say, meaning, we know that every time you steal something, you're obligated to return it. If you don't return it, you have to replace it. That says the mission, if I steal chametz before Pesach, and then Pesach comes, 
you're allowed to just give the Cheerios back and say, You're able to say, And that's a fulfillment of returning your lost, uh, the returning which was stolen. Says the Gemara, Who is the author of this Mishnah that holds that you could take something that's Asr Bahana and give it to the original owner and say, Here, it's returned, and you fulfill your obligation. It's the opinion of Rav Yaakov. Titania, as the Brisa says, Shar Shehemis. If you have an ox that killed someone, and let's say you're a Shimer, and you're watching an ox and it kills someone under your watch, before the guilty verdict is reached, so it's still, it's not Asabahano yet. Machri Machar, you could still sell it. Hekdishe Muktish, you could be Magdishit. Shchate Basar Mutter, you could still eat it. Hechzire Shaymer Lebailov. Mugzer. And if a Shaymer returns before the guilty verdict, he fulfills his obligation. So, okay, you're a Shaymer. I give you my ox to watch. And then, while it's under your watch, it kills someone. It goes to court. And they're about to, you know, give the guilty verdict. And the judge says, we want a, a, a recess, a 15-minute recess. During those 15 minutes, you run to the original owner. You say, here's your ox. You fulfilled your obligation. Why? It's not Asabahano yet. I fulfill, I return the ox. It still has value. But says the Mishnah, Mishanik Mardina, but after the Gemardin is already over, you can't sell it anymore because it, it's Asabahana. You can't be Magdashit. You can't eat it. And you cannot return it to its original owner. A Shimer must replace it. So this Tanakama believes that once it's Asabahana, you can no longer return it. But says Rav Yaakov, Rav Yaakov Omer, even after the guilty verdict was reached, you're allowed to return it to the original owner. Oh. So you have over here a machlekes. Again, just to make sure that we all understand the case. If you're the shoimer and the ox kills someone under your watch and it gets a guilty verdict and you want to return it, after the guilty verdict, can you return it to the owners and say, I'm good. I took an ox, I give back an ox. Tanakama says, no, once it's guilty verdict, you got to replace the animal. Or if Yaakov says, you could. So the Gemara says, what's a similar machlaikis? A similar machlaikis would be, instead of a shoimer with an ox, if you steal chametz before Pesach, are you able to return the chametz after Pesach? It has no value, but it's what you stole. According to Rav Yaakov, that you're able to return the ox after the guilty verdict, so you'd be able to return chametz after Pesach. According to the Rabbanan, that you're not able to return the ox after the guilty verdict, you would not be able to return the chametz after Pesach. So this shayla of a chametz would be talui in the machlokes of whether a shomer could return an ox after the guilty verdict. My lab b'hokim iflugi. The Rav Yaakov savar oimrim b'isuri hana arishal cholofanecha. Rabbanan savri ein oim b'isuri hana arishal cholofanecha. That machlokes would be relevant. To the uh, to the um, to the isure hana to the chametz. So the Gemara says no. Amalei Rabba loy. Everyone could agree that by chametz you could return it. If a stole item, you stole an item, and then becomes asabahano, you could return it as is, even though it has no value. It's still the same item. So what do they argue about? So everyone agrees you could return it after it's asabahano. So why do they argue whether a shaymer after the gemar din can return the item? So I'll say it outside, then we'll see it inside. The question is, can they, if, if, if an animal, if an animal uh, kills someone, Bezdin will give it the death penalty, they'll give up side. Can they do that without everyone present? Meaning, 
Does the animal and the owners have to be present in court? That's the machlekes. So the Gemara says, let me explain. Everyone agrees that you're allowed to return Isuri Hanoah and fulfill your obligation. So everyone agrees that if you stole Chametz before Pesach, you could return the Chametz. So why do they argue by Ashar? Ashar is a specific machlekes. How so? Here's the question. Can Bezdin find the animal guilty with the animal not being present in court? If you hold that Bezdin can find the animal guilty, even not in court, then the Sharmir didn't do anything wrong by bringing it to court. Because even if he wasn't bringing it to court, they're going to find him guilty. Here's the Tanakama Shita. The Tanakama holds, again, you're my Shimer. I give you, I give you my ox to watch. Under your watch, it kills somebody. And you bring it to court, and court says guilty. Ta- says the Tanakama, you can't give it back to me. You have to replace it. So we thought it's because it's Asim Hanah. No, it has nothing to do with Asim Hanah. You could return Yisure Hanah and say, Yoytzezayn. So how come I'm so tough with you in this case? I'll tell you why. The Tanakama believes that you could only find the death penalty guilty if the animal is in court. So you're at fault. You shouldn't have brought it to court. You should have hid the animal. You should have given it to me. I would have hid the animal. Why are you bringing it to court? They only found it guilty because you brought it to court. Had you not brought it to court and you just took off, so I have a taina on you, meaning the reason why the Tanakama holds that the Shomer has to replace it is not because it's Asabhano. You could really return Isurahano generally. But over here, the reason why the Tanakama holds that the Shomer is guilty is because you did something wrong. What'd you do wrong? Who are you to bring the animal to court? You'll say, Well, they told me to. You're not the owner. And you're like, Well, what's the big deal that I brought it to court? Because if you would have given it to me, you know what I would have done? I would have hid the animal. And then they couldn't find it guilty. Meaning, you're at fault, because well, why are you bring it to court? You see, Rav Yaakov holds, they'll find the animal guilty, whether the animal's in court or not. So it doesn't make sense. But the Tanakama feels they can only find the animal guilty if they bring it to court. So who are you to bring the animal to court? You're not even the owner. And had you not brought it to court, I get to decide, maybe I want to be a little bit of a trickster, and I'll let the animal run free. I don't know. But at least it's my choice. You don't have the right to bring the animal to court, and now it's found guilty. So the Gemara says, really, no. Over here, everyone agrees you could return a surah anon to fulfill your obligation. Over here, the machlaikis is whether you're able to bring to find the animal guilty when the animal is not in court. The Tanakama feels that you could only find the animal guilty if it's in court. And therefore, the shar the shaimer is 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 doing something wrong. That's why he has to pay. Why? Because the owner can say to the shaimer, if you would have just given me the animal, have a merikna lo'akma, I would have, I would have hid the animal in a in a swamp. Who are you to bring the animal to court? Now it's due to your actions directly that the animal is found guilty. Hasha And you're not the owner to bring it to court. Rav Yaakov holds that you could return the animal. Why? Rav Yaakov holds that you could. Oh, they'll 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 find the animal guilty even if the animal's not in court. And therefore, it doesn't matter what you do or not. The Shaymer could say, what I do wrong? And therefore, really, the Machlegas, or Yaakov and the Rabbanon, everyone agrees you could return to Yisurei Hano. And it's a side Machlegas of whether, of whether, uh, of whether you could, the, whether your Chayiv has to do with whether they would judge an animal when the animal's not in court. Just get to the Mishnah, the Gemara says, Ashkechei Rav Chizda l'Rav HaShmuel, Rav Chizda found Rav HaShmuel Amrle, he said to him, Taniach midi b'Yisur HaNo, have you ever learned a Braisa regarding Yisur HaNo? Amrle, in, yeah, Tanina, 
I learned in the Braisa, you have to return something that you stole. Why does the Pasuk say, you return the thing that you stole, that which you stole. That which you stole is extra. What does it teach you? That you have to return the item as it was at the time as you stole it. Meaning, you learn from here, if you steal a coin and it becomes disqualified, or Paris for Kivu, if you steal fruit and they rotted, you steal wine and it sours. If you steal truma, it becomes pesach. If you steal chametz and pesach passes over it, if you steal an animal and it doesn't have eris, it's no longer fit for a carbon. Or an ox before it's found guilty. All of these cases, you could say, here it is. Meaning, but once the ox is found guilty, you can't return it anymore. Man shamele damar achle nigmar dina in mishenigmar dina loy rabbanon uketani chametz bavla pesach or mishchalof anecha. So he says, what do you see from this brisa? The brisa says that I could return chametz after it becomes aser. That's fine. Because you could return a surah hana. But once the ox is found guilty, you can't return it anymore. Why? Because the ox is something separate, as we saw before. It has nothing to do with the surah hana. It's because we find the shimer at fault. Because he shouldn't have returned the ox. Because this follows the view that you could only find the ox guilty if the ox is in court. And why are you returning it to court? The Gemara says, When he heard this teaching, he says, He says, if you see students, don't tell them this drasha, because this is not what I taught in court. So just the taught based matters. So he said, let's keep this quiet. The Mishnah then said, now we said in the Mishnah, Now this Bryce had just said that if you, if you steal fruit and it rots, you could return as is. Here's the question. I thought if the fruit rots, that's a shinoi, which means you're kind of it. So how could you return it as is? I thought you have to replace it. The answer is, how rotted is it? If it's fully rotted, that's a shinoi, and you're kind and you can't return it anymore, you have to replace the Bryce that says you can replace it, you can return it as is, is where it's not fully rotted, it's slightly rotted. Let's just start the Mishnah. It's 8.34. By 8.39, we'll be done. So five more minutes, we'll see what we can get done, and then we'll just hard stop. The Mishnah says like this. Tomorrow, Nasan, tomorrow is very long. Shabbos is incredibly short, so if we like... Staggered. It's not too bad. The Mishnah says like this, You give a craftsman something to fix, and they ruin it. So... They have to pay for it. That's easy. You give them wood to turn into a bookshelf and they ruin the wood, they have to replace it. You give them a bookshelf and they ruin it, they have to replace it. Let's you give a carpenter a carriage, a box, or a closet to fix. And they break it. They have to pay for it. If you hire a contractor to demolish a wall, and he damages the stones, he has to pay for it. Now happens to be that's because he's at fault. Let's say he's demolishing the wall, and while he's demolishing this wall, the other wall falls over. So says the Mishnah, Potter. He's actually Potter. The reason being is because that was it's talking about a scenario where it's an onus. He had no idea that the wall would fall, and that's considered an onus. But but if it fell directly because of his actions, then he's chayv. Basically, the kids of the Mishnah saying that if a carpenter, if anyone ruins an item, they have to pay for it. It's incredibly obvious. So says the Gemara, what's the Chiddush? The case of the Mishnah is where I gave a carpenter a fully finished product, I bring him uh, a bookshelf. Already de- done. I want him to add a hole. Okay. And you know what? Instead of adding a hole, he breaks the whole thing. So he has to pay for the bookshelf. Very simple. 
the Shibron. Avonasin Lacharish eats in Lassen Ben Shidtevu Migdal, Vasen Ben Shidtevu Migdal, Vashibron Potter. What about this? Okay, very simple. This is the, the basically the only thing left uh, that we're going to be doing today. I give a, a carpenter uh, uh, a fully done uh, bookshelf, yeah, and he ruins it. He has to pay for it, obviously. Let's say I give, I don't want to say Ari because he's this craftsman. It's just he's the craftsman I know, but he would never do this type of thing. But let's say you give him raw materials. You give him wood, $10 worth of wood. And you're watching along as he's doing his progress. He makes a beautiful bookshelf worth $1,000. Now, you gave him the wood. He turned it into a bookshelf. And then the day before you pick it up, he smashes the whole thing. How much does he have to pay? The halacha is just $10. Why? Because you gave him $10 worth of wood. Meaning, we don't say that as he's building it, when he builds the bookshelf, all of a sudden, he built you a bookshelf. Now it's $1,000. And then when he broke it, he has to replace $1,000. We don't look at it that way. Because you can look at it, when you give him raw materials, the $10, and he builds it into a bookshelf, at that point, stop, it's my bookshelf worth $1,000. If the next day he breaks it, he owes me $1,000. That's not how we look at it. We look at it as... I gave him the raw materials. When he made a bookshelf, that was his bookshelf. And then when he broke it, he broke his own bookshelf. He just has to pay me the raw materials. Why? Uman Because when you give a raw material to an uman and he builds it, he's building it for himself and he is selling that back to you. All you, he's responsive to you is the, is the raw materials. That's the chiddush of the Mishnah. Correct. But the point is, in the process of making it, we don't look at it as it's mine throughout the whole process. We look at it as it was my raw materials, that when he makes it, it becomes his, and then he sells it to me for $1,000. It could be it's a double pasha, that's the assumption. So the only time you have to pay for a bookshelf is when you gave him a bookshelf. But if you gave him raw materials and he turned it into a bookshelf, you're only going to have to pay for raw materials. Just finish up. Tanan, well, what did the Mishnah say? The first case the Mishnah says, if I give him raw materials and he turns it into a bookshelf, I'm chayiv. doesn't say how much. Maybe you're chayyav for the whole bookshelf. Not like what we're saying. This is law, shame to have a migdal. No, 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 no. The case of the mission is not where you gave him raw material. The case of the mission is where you gave him a bookshelf. If you give him raw materials worth $10 and then he makes it into a bookshelf and then breaks it, he only has to pay you $10. The when does he have to pay for a whole bookshelf is when you gave him a bookshelf fully done. Says the Gemara, wait a minute. Isn't that the next case of the Mishnah? Isn't the next case of the Mishnah where you talked about a bookshelf? Doesn't that mean the first case is where you gave him wood? Meaning, you gave him wood, he turned it into a bookshelf, and then breaks, he, have to, he has to pay your bookshelf. Not like what we're saying. The answer is no. Perushi kamefarishlo, and with this, no, 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 no. Really, the Mishnah, these two cases are really one case. The first case that he has to pay you for a bookshelf, Ketzad, what's the case? The first case that says that if you give him materials, he has to pay you for a bookshelf, What's the case? It's where you give him a bookshelf. But if you gave him raw materials and he turned it into a bookshelf, then broke it, he only has to pay you $10. And the answer is this makes sense. I'll prove it to you. Because if the first case is what we thought, what you originally thought, which is you give him raw materials, and then he turns into a bookshelf and then breaks it. He has to pay you for a bookshelf. Why would you need the second case? Which is, the second case is if you give him a bookshelf and he breaks it, he's chayiv. If he's chayiv, if I give him raw materials to pay for a bookshelf, kalvachayim, if you give him a bookshelf. Therefore, it must be really one case at Ketzad. The Gemara says, no, that's actually not true because it could be the original assumption might have been correct 
that you're actually chayiv, if you give him raw materials, he t- turns into a bookshelf, he has to pay for a bookshelf. So why would I need both cases? Sometimes the Mishnayis gives you both cases just for clarity, meaning it starts off with a chiddush, and then it says you less of a chiddush. You'll say, why would it do that? Just so you know all the cases, just to be clear. Maybe the resha and the sefer are actually talking about two different cases. The first case being where you gave him raw materials, he t- turned into a bookshelf, and then broke, and he has to pay a bookshelf. Maybe. We don't pass this way, but maybe. And then the second case is you give him a bookshelf and he breaks, he has to pay for a bookshelf. You say, why do I need the second case? The answer is because if I didn't have the second case, I wouldn't know what the first case is. The Mishnah is covering all its bases. But again, we don't pass him that way. We pass him that if you give him raw materials, he turns it into a bookshelf in the process and then breaks it, he only has to pay you for raw materials. We don't look at the bookshelf at that time as being yours, but rather the bookshelf at that time was his. Stop here, pick it up tomorrow, Bezashem.